Welcome to a nonfiction story cast about people in Seattle who built churches and how they did it. I'm Cindy Safranoff. I'm the author, and this is Dedication, building the Seattle branches of Mary Baker Eddy's church, a centennial story. Episode 45, The Lot. In the spring of 1924, there was a big change for the building committee for Seventh Church of Christ Scientist Seattle. John S. Gibson was no longer able to serve as chair, and the board took the opportunity to change the entire committee. The first order of business for the new committee was an evaluation of the building location. Too many concerns had been expressed about the Lower Queen Anne building site at First Avenue West and Olympic Place. The lot was a prominent and sightly corner, and the dimensions were right for a Christian science church. But it had a steep slope, which meant higher construction cost. The extra foundation work required would cost 20% more than a flat lot. Also, in the years since the purchase, the character of the Lower Queen Anne area had begun to change. There were plans for apartment buildings that would dwarf the church and deprive it of its preeminence. There were new parking restrictions that would cause inconvenience. But most importantly, the number of cars in the city had increased and the intersection had become a traffic bottleneck, a dangerous corner. The Sunday school superintendent was hearing from parents about their anxieties. The committee explained to the board, It is a very undesirable corner on which to dismiss a congregation of 600 to 800 people, and it will be a dangerous place to turn loose over 500 Sunday school children. In the latter case, we will assume a very serious responsibility, and we should pause and think about it. Also, because of the steep grade of the road, the hard-working engines of uphill traffic would be heard through the walls, disrupting the atmosphere of services. The new building committee felt that church surroundings should be quiet and peaceful, On the financial side of the building project, they proposed that the church accumulate $10,000, then borrow $20,000 to build the first unit of the most desirable building option, pay off the debt over five years, and then complete the building. The mortgage payments would barely exceed what they were already paying in rent. Your building committee desires that there be awakened a renewed interest in this phase of our activity and believe that after five years of occupancy of a hall, we should be ready and willing to demonstrate this important step. There should be no reason why we cannot be in our own church home before the coming year ends. But there was no construction work that year. The members did, however, reaffirm their intention to build, 
and they added extra Sunday collections to the building fund. Then they started discussing the idea of selling the building lot and looking for a new location. At a September 22nd meeting, the new direction was clear. More than two-thirds of the members wanted to sell the lot and build somewhere else. This was enough to approve sale of the property, according to state law and their bylaws. That year for the December annual business meeting, Queen Anne Hall was, once again, not available for their use. Fourth Church offered them use of its building. In appreciation, the Seventh Church members took up a collection at the business meeting, resulting in a $25 contribution to the Fourth Church Building Fund. At the meeting, the members looked at pictures and plans of other Christian Science church buildings to get an idea of different architectural styles and costs. Then they called for a meeting to be held on January 19, 1925, to officially approve the sale of the lot. They also passed a motion that our church members give prayerful consideration to spiritual church building, that at our next meeting we unfold to our membership the blessings that have been revealed to us through the study of the same. But the sale of the property did not move forward. At the meeting, the motion to sell lost. A motion to reconsider the same motion lost. Someone asked for reconsideration of the decision to build somewhere else. The chair ruled that motion out of order. Nothing was accomplished at the meeting. Whatever clarity they had recently gained seemed to be lost. The meeting concluded with some helpful remarks on spiritual church building lovingly presented and a resolution to hear more in this spirit at the next meeting. But things did not go much better at the next meeting. At a March 12th meeting on the same topic, the chair began with reading relevant passages from the Bible and Mary Baker Eddy's writings, and then opened the meeting up for member remarks on spiritual church building. But instead of inspired sharing, a democratic battle broke out, suggestive of internal contention. A member rose with a point of order that the call letter was illegal because not in accordance with Robert's rules of order. Another point of order claimed that the call letter was illegal because not in accordance with church bylaws. This unusual focus on parliamentary procedure suggests that, in someone's strongly held opinion, the letter sent out to the members in advance of the meeting did not technically meet the requirements related to the sale of real estate. Or possibly that someone strongly disagreed with the idea of selling the lot and was using this tactic to veto the majority decision. Regardless of the motive, there would be no decision-making on the lot that night. The only further business conducted was a motion to officially adjourn the meeting, which carried. 
However, the adjournment did not end the meeting. Enough of a discussion continued that the clerk took formal minutes for the informal discussion. No motions were made. Only inspiration about spiritual church building was shared. Then, after saying together the Lord's Prayer, the informal meeting ended. On April 30th, they tried again. Three of the seven board members called for the meeting, suggestive of a deeply divided board. On that Thursday evening, the members gathered once again to discuss the question of selling the lot. The call letter included blank proxy ballots, so even those who could not attend the meeting could vote. A provision of state law, the letter explained. The meeting chair set the tone by reading a rule for motives and acts from the church manual, a reminder to be principled, loving, charitable, and kind during the meeting. The ballots were cast and counted, both the votes of those present and a considerable number of proxy votes. It was far from unanimous, but more than two-thirds wanted to sell. The motion carried and the meeting adjourned. Once again, afterward, members continued discussion in an informal meeting on spiritual building that merited recording. Then the discussion closed with silent prayer and the Lord's Prayer. Finally, it was official and irrefutably legal. Seventh Church was selling. The building project was making progress again, but it would be at a new location, somewhere else in the Queen Anne area. Thanks for listening to Dedication by me, Cindy Safranoff. All events and characters in this story are as true and accurate as the available sources. All opinions are mine. To support and learn more about this groundbreaking research project and read my writing, visit cindysafranoff.com.